I think there's an opportunity for us to work with healthcare providers to ensure that anything that's shared over a network is fully encrypted and that that data is safe. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Healthcare Asia's podcast in partnership with Google Workspace. In this episode, we will be discussing the digital workplace transformation for the healthcare industry. My name is Simon Hyatt, and I am the contributing editor of Healthcare Asia. I will be your host today. Joining me is Daryl McKinnon, the head APAC for Google Workspace. Daryl, welcome. Welcome to Healthcare Asia. How are you today? Hi, Simon. Great to be here. Doing well. Busy times, I understand, over there at Google. How's it been for the, you and the team since uh, the pandemic finished? I think Google was a, a great position to be able to adapt to the pandemic very well, being a, obviously a, a cloud-based company. We were able to have our employees be able to pivot quickly to work from remote locations, your home, their living rooms, their storerooms, all invest in their secret lab chairs and, and get comfortable at home. And obviously now we're seeing uh, everyone excited to get back to work as we're all able to uh, return to work and see everyone come back. So it's exciting to see everyone both physically, but obviously continuing to leverage all of our, our cool technologies to do that as well. So exciting to see that happen really is, Daryl. I mean, we're social creatures, human beings. And so it is great to see people back in the office all getting out to have a coffee or a, a drink with, with friends and uh, collaborators and colleagues. But I think I wonder, maybe as an introductory question, do you feel that you and the team are busier now than you were during the pandemic? Or do you think for all of you, it was busier times during the pandemic than it is now. What's your opinion on that? I think we were probably busier during the pandemic. And I share that just from, I guess, being a, a people leader perspective, that we were spending a lot of time making sure we were connected to our teams. And then therefore, I think there was a, a lot of conversations that maybe would have taken place in the corridors, you know, around the water cooler etc that were taking place when we were all locked away so i think there was a a lot more time invested in just staying connected to people and ensuring that uh everyone's you know, well-being was good they're running more sessions to make sure everyone was in a good place and we were kind of connected so i think we were probably busy through covid 19 around that and now as we've come out of that i think it was very easy to stay busy but one of the things i constantly remind our team is to to go back to doing things like i used to call it the fake commute i used to take a walk for 30 minutes in the morning and a walk for 30 minutes at the end of my day. Because if you were thinking about coming over from work, you always, you know, whether it was a grab or you were on the train or you had the pleasure of riding home, you always had that time to decompress before you moved into the next part of, next compartment of your life. So that, you know, making sure people kind of still take advantage of the fake commute or now enjoy the real commute, because I think it's still important for us to do that. Well, really interesting thoughts there, Daryl. I guess... Right now, we're in a very fluid and dynamic time, a, a very high growth and high evolution time. So it's, it's very interesting. It's really great to be speaking with you. And I, I do appreciate you joining us here with uh, Healthcare Asia. Now, despite the inroads that are being made in healthcare digital transformation, some institutions are still struggling on their digitization journey, especially when it comes to frontline workers. Now, what challenges do frontliners face today, in your opinion? A great call out. I guess you know, the dynamic nature of a frontline worker means that there's usually people that are frequently on the move. So we think about the healthcare, it's really our nurses and doctors and clinical staff. They're on the move. 
They're potentially working in unpredictable environments sometimes, uh, often dealing with rapidly evolving information, uh, whether it's obviously treating a patient or treating a, you know, a pandemic. So generally they need tools that allow them to stay kind of very nimble and flexible without sacrificing the accuracy. And we just haven't had that before, uh, allowing them to drive that. So we are kind of now seeing, if you I think of the back of COVID-19, they're really looking for you know tools that allow them to have access to information no matter where they are and make that easy. They want to be able to do things like schedule shift-based work and manage their tasks seamlessly. They want to be able to uh, you know share workflows, find people quickly on a video call because we are now seeing not everyone's back in the office, right? And we are seeing more people work distributedly, uh, sorry, more remotely or more distributed. I don't think distributedly is a word. But we're kind of seeing that. So really seeing a push for frontline workers to have more tools. And obviously the technology has evolved to do that as COVID-19 helped accelerate, you know, the use of video technologies. Though we are, you know, are now looking for is a constant synchronous video or can we also leverage asynchronous video? But definitely seeing kind of a, a real push to innovate and help our frontline workers have a much better experience. Absolutely, Dow, and I can see your respect and gratitude there as we all share it for the frontline worker community during the pandemic and since. So I have a frontline worker question. How can Google Workspace improve process and automation for the frontline? Well, so let me give you some examples of, of that. And obviously right now on video, I've just stuck on my uh, face a pair of Google Glass and, uh, you know, many years ago, it was all about lots of hype around Google Glass. Then we're through kind of the prof of despair around its usage. And now I think we're moving into the plateau of productivity, I think is what Gardner had coined it. And we're seeing, you know, that, if you like, really help organizations drive, pro- you know, productivity innovation. So, for example, you can provide remote care, say, for diagnosis of skin conditions. So you could have a, a nurse in a remote location with a specialist in a centralized location, be able to diagnose that very quickly. You can also provide training to folks in a, a remote locations or if right or in a hazardous environment. We didn't have to have people uh, get there through using Google Glass type technology. Also great for things like just automating safety in the workplace for identifying where there may be hazards or breaches that you need to take care of. So yeah, using technologies like that are really helping drive productivity and automation. Another technology we're seeing get a lot of interest is um, you know, no-code type deployment. So especially in healthcare, healthcare workers are very uh, generally well-educated. And so they like to be involved in the process. So if you give them some tools where they can actually make a decision that, hey, maybe I see this paper-based process that we could maybe digitize or automate, you know, can I actually be involved in writing a no-code application to do that? Potentially maybe for, um, I guess, supply you know, change management. I recently had one of my teenagers' son cut their hand and we spent two hours in the hospital getting stitches. And the room we're in, we had the nurses constantly coming in and out, taking uh, supplies for different rooms. Imagine if you, and stock checks, imagine if you could automate a lot of that. So we kind of see technology like AppSheet, that's called, and Google Glass helping drive that. But the bigger picture is using a Google Workspace platform, which is really a, a set of tools that help you drive your know, collaboration, and if you, I guess, collaboration and communication. So editors such as Docs, Sheets, and uh, Slides, Meet, Chat, uh, those kinds of tools that allow you to do that and drive to share documents. Bringing that together as a set of uh, tools allows healthcare frontline workers to be able to connect quickly with uh, 
any experts they need or connect quickly to each other to be able to share documents in real time that they may need to be able to share a video to help them diagnose a problem or address an issue. So we really see that as helping them you know, become more productive and you know, drive automation. And if you think about then embedding that into how they can help their organizations, you know, now you can leak it to data. So they're actually becoming a little bit more data-driven. The information they need is that for their fingertips versus having to go away and find it. This will allow them to quickly provide improved patient care. So they're not having to go away and find information. They can deal with the situation with the patient and really allow the, if you like, the healthcare organizations to look at how do they continue to innovate to provide different levels of care, higher levels of care, and I guess uh, more cost-effective levels of care depending on our aging population. Incredibly innovative and cutting-edge work, Daryl, and I would imagine the healthcare industry is very appreciative of what Google can offer because, of course, it ends up filtering down to the patient and we're all patients from time to time. So incredible work there. Daryl, I have to get a little bit more serious with the inevitable cybersecurity question. So I do want to ask you, what are the cybersecurity risks that healthcare organizations face and how does the Google workspace mitigate those risks in your opinion? Can you talk to me a little bit about that? And it's actually you know, a very apt, I think I recently saw a survey from UpGuard that shared that the, the healthcare industry actually suffers a, a disproportionately large amount of data breaches compared to other industries up until 2021. In fact, uh, they were actually seeing 1.76 attacks every day from that perspective. So it's one of the, I guess, biggest challenges keeping healthcare IT and organizations awake at night. What we can really see them facing is... Um, kind of four main attacks, phishing attacks, kind of very constant and in, uh, into um, healthcare providers. Our ransomware attacks, obviously being able to shut down a, a healthcare facility is fairly critical. And there's plenty of uh, examples of that in recent times. Data breaches, obviously data breaches generally comes from, I guess, maybe you know, more user error. If someone's left a device with a password on it, someone shared a passcode, left it around, and that's allow- allowed a bad actor to access critical information. And then there's always denial of service attacks, which can obviously impact how an organization can respond to their patient care or emergency or just running their business. So those four types of attacks we constantly see against healthcare providers. From a Google perspective, you know, Google was obviously built from the ground up and cloud first actually be able to protect against that. So we protect against thousands of phishing attacks every hour full security on how we design that. And it was really built around what we call a zero trust architecture that we effectively verified everything, trust nothing. And that allows us to provide a very secure infrastructure for the Google Cloud piece. Google Workspace runs on top of that. So we get to benefit from all of the features and uh, learnings and experiences that Google has to ensure that our customers using Workspace benefit from that in terms of things like phishing and protecting against phishing attacks, ransomware attacks, and obviously yeah, take advantage of technologies such as two-factor authentication to limit data breaches. On top of that, I guess we, in the healthcare, patient data is critical, right? That's why they're being attacked constantly. People are looking for, uh, to get information about other individuals. So we have the ability in Workspace to use client-side encryption. So every piece of data that Workspace sends, whether it's an email, calendar invite, a chat, even a meet, you know, the video we're having now is encrypted. 
so that no matter what happens, that data is always encrypted, which is super powerful to organizations going forward. So we have the ability to do that on, on top of that. We also uh, have the technologies to allow organizations to check whether they're sending documents to external parties. We can have IT limit information that can't be sent out externally and track that. So these features, if you like, provide not only the user additional levels of, um, I guess, uh, safety, but also an organization as well, all built on top of Google Workspace and Google Cloud. If I may, Daryl, ask a question that flows from what you just said. I, I find it very interesting myself. Why do you think the healthcare industry in particular seems to be more susceptible to data breaches and cybersecurity breaches than, say, the banking industry or the retail industry? Do you, do you have a nugget there you can share with us? Or is it too broad a, a question? I think more of Daryl, kind of from my experience, I think you know, financial institutions have generally run a lot of everything's in the back office. And so they generally have a lot of firewalls, if you like, you know, physical walls and firewalls around their data. They've been doing it for a lot longer. And obviously, um, you're always protecting information, sorry, protecting money. So you think uh, banks in the wild, wild west were always protecting money. So I think financial has come from a background where it was about protecting information. It's sort of ingrained into how they think about everything they deploy. I think in, in terms of healthcare, yeah, healthcare was always formed around the basis of you know, protecting patient care and looking after people. And so obviously information that they developed has over time, as we've all gone digitally, become more valuable. And I think obviously healthcare organizations are having to build that culture more and more into them, whereas those other industries kind of had it built from the start just in their DNA. Interesting, Daryl, interesting. And thank you for going on that little tangent with me. Now I have a what we have a couple of questions left and they're both pretty broad. I've got a, a question you're really going to love getting your teeth into here. Moving forward, what other opportunities can healthcare organizations leverage on to improve patient and staff services through digital workplace transformation? And how is Google Workspace part of that future? So I think where we see opportunities for healthcare organizations to really you know, improve patient and staff services with digital workplace transformation, I think it's things like just continuing to drive you know, uh, healthcare team collaboration. So breaking down the uh, care silos that exist in healthcare organizations around patients. So be able to keep the right people updated on diagnosis and tests and treatment plans. And, and how that could work, for example, is we have the ability to create these what we call smart chips. And a smart chip really could be all about a patient. And you know, that information could be extracted from the uh, customer care systems that a hospital has, but can actually then, in a secure manner, track that patient and, and who their doctors are, who their caretakers are, everything around that. So it can be shared in docs and shares, again, shared securely, but be able to sort of be kept on the right people in terms of driving diagnosis, driving testing and treatment plans. So I think there's an opportunity there to continue to leverage technology to generally break down those silos, especially um, patient has multiple challenges and how they go forward. We also think it's a great using this technology. If you think about enabling those frontline caregivers, right? They're, you know, through COVID-19, they were overwhelmed and I think they're constantly overwhelmed with their workloads. So being able to empower them with technology that allows them to have these magical moments in terms of how they're able to schedule their day, how they're able to stay connected to their peers and their colleagues, how they're able to stay connected to their employer, 
to the organization so they feel connected. If we're empowering them to do that, then they're in a position to be able to provide the best care they can to their patients and their stakeholders. So I think that's really key in how we help enable frontline workers. There's um, opportunities we talked earlier around maybe digitizing manual tasks to help with burnout. So I'm sure there are, there are still plenty of paper-based and manual tasks in uh, healthcare organizations that you could digitize and even empower, as we talked about using, say, AppSheet, the uh, no-code warriors or the, uh, the healthcare digital citizens to create and really reduce the need for that and digitize those repetitive tasks. But I think going forward, you know, how do we continue, as you mentioned, the security questions, how do we help deliver continued highly secure and reliable virtual care? So at the moment, we're still very sensitive around you know, sharing patient records online and over video. So I think it's an opportunity for us to work with healthcare providers to ensure that anything that's shared over a network is fully encrypted and that that data is safe because um, we generally think if we keep it in one location, it's more secure. But if you really want to drive that team collaboration, you want to share data. So I think there's opportunities for us to work with healthcare providers around you know, all those areas around improving communication and how they work together. Daryl, this is one of my favorite points in these Healthcare Asia podcasts. I get to put you on the spot and ask you, if our kind listeners were to forget most of the very important points that you've raised and discussed with me today, if you wanted them to remember one or two take-home messages, in a couple of sentences, Daryl, what would those take-home messages be? I think what we would allow, um, they take away the one message that you know, Google Workspace in healthcare would allow organizations to enable their frontline workers to be able to stay connected to their peers and colleagues and patients from anywhere and anytime if needed by really leveraging analytics. So, you know, kind of leveraging data-driven innovation, be able to do it in a secure manner, limiting cyber attacks, and obviously helping to look for ways where they can transform business models and ultimately continue to improve and excel in patient care. That's what the Google Workspace platform would help them do. Well, thank you very much, Daryl. It's been a really insightful and valuable session for a very, very important industry involving some very, very important people to us all in the last couple of years. So ladies and gentlemen, that's it from today's Healthcare Asia podcast. To know more about this topic, please register to Industry CXO Conversations Transforming Healthcare webinar this coming December 1st, which is a Thursday from 11 a.m. to 12 noon Singapore time. Now, you can simply register at the link shared on the podcast description. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Simon Hyatt. I am the contributing editor of Healthcare Asia magazine. I've been your host today, and thank you very, very much for listening to Daryl McKinnon at Google Workspace. Thank you so much for your time, Daryl. Great, as always, to speak with you, and thank you for partnering with us today. 